What's up? This is Jeff Staple of The Business of Hype. And as everyone on planet Earth now knows, this is kind of a strange time that we're living in. With everyone hunkered down in their own homes, we were challenged with figuring out how to make a show, both logistically, because I typically interview all of my guests in person, but also like conceptually, like what do you guys want to actually listen to right now in the midst of what we're facing? What do y'all need right now? So we figured maybe let's call a bunch of the good people that have been on the show and just ask them how they're dealing and coping with Corona, both from a business standpoint, but also a personal one. I think hearing from people that inspire us will help us to figure out the footing in these uncertain times. I think we all go through this daily battle of figuring out big picture problems like family and unemployment and health while also tackling minutia, tiny details like when was the last time I washed my hands or do I have enough toilet paper and it's a time to replace my mask or can I get away with one more day? These are definitely very unprecedented times. And so this is just our small part in attempting to gather us together and share some stories. I hope you're able to get something out of these. I know for sure it's helped me out a lot just to have these conversations. Okay, let's get into it. Um, thanks for doing this. Tell me, just for the record, uh, who do we have? Uh, who are you? What do you do? And where are you right now? Absolutely. My name is Mike Sherman. I'm the founder and creative director of Chinatown Market. And I'm here right now in my apartment in Los Angeles, um, sitting in my bedroom and working from home. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you could sort of back up a little bit, uh, like, let's say 30 to 60 days ago, you know, you guys are running so many different projects, you have so many different things going on. What were you really excited about? And what were you really just about to drop? And then Corona came and sucker punched us all? Well, it's kind of crazy, because we, you know, even more recently had just announced that we were going to still be pushing through with uh, a partner of ours named Harvey Nichols. And, you know, unfortunately, they had the you know, unfortunate having to make a decision of their warehouse had to shut down. And so they couldn't even ship the goods that we were promoting online, you know, so it created a little bit of a, a moment that we had to kind of like reshift things and figure out how to support them better. Um, but, you know, kind yeah. of pulling back about 60, 90 days, like, you know, we were looking at going to do pop-up shops in London. We had all these, you know, big collaborations that were about to debut. We had a footwear project about to come out. And, you know, now all these things are, are being pushed back to later in the year and, you know, reshifting kind of how we think about how we market them. And, you know, while mm -hmm. that's been definitely a, a huge learning curve, I think it's actually been a, a really great moment for us to look kind of within ourselves and think about how we can do what we do best. Yeah, it sort of forces creatives to like, call audibles and like just think on their feet really quick right yeah and for a brand that i think does so many projects and you know so many different types of collaborations and you know we're always trying to strive to create new conversations it's like now we're doubling down on us and you know we're able to actually see learn and and kind of activate so much faster and you know we're collaborating better our teams are working smarter and i think working from home has actually made us all have to just communicate better it's funny that you, you mentioned the Harvey Nichols thing. It's like you would think that the bigger, more established company would have their ducks in a row. But in, in times like this, I feel like the smaller, more nimble companies are better adept to it to survive. 
Yeah, I mean, luckily we run our own warehouse. You know, we are a fully vertical operation. We have the ability to make products on demand. We can print shirts in our office. Like, you know, we're prototyping masks right now to, you know, maybe do some giveaways with different people through the MBA, et cetera. Um, you know, but all these different things can happen immediately because if we have an idea, as I've said before about the brand, it's online by 7 a.m., it's shipping, you know, by the next morning. So yeah. it's it's something that I think we want to just continue to watch what's happening. And, you know, whether it's kids, you know, sitting at home and now we got to make more sweatsuits and, you know, cozy items, we're tapping into that. And yep. we're trying to, you know, shift what might have been a summer order into now how do we make that a D to C drop and, you know, certain things like that. So, yeah. Did you have to make any dramatic changes in your personnel or anything like that? Like there's been a lot of talks of like furloughs and salary cuts, anything like that on your side? I mean, I've heard all around like other companies letting people go and, you know, kind of having to make immediate cuts. I think for us, we're just re-strategizing and trying to be smart. And, you know, we've been probably one of the lucky few brands that I think was not ready for this because no one's ready for this, but at least prepared in a way where we we have a content arm. We're, you know, fully like automated on that side. We, you know, mm -hmm. do our own marketing, our own, you know, things. We engage with our audience all the time. And so... This now with all of them sitting at home on their phones, they're that much more attentive and we have their ears that much more. So we've been able to now just yeah. take the advantage where I think a lot of other people right now are like, how do I do something if I can't go call a photographer or some models or, you know, some people to go create stuff. So, right, right. How about you personally? How your daily everyday life? How does it change that? I mean, it's funny, man. I mean, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm such a get up and go kind of person that it's funny how now I'm waking up, I'm like, you know, taking a shower, I'm taking this slow morning, I'm making my coffee. Like I know you used to be like a bulletproof coffee dude. Like yeah. I feel like I have like a morning ritual now, you know? And it's like, nice. I never had that. You know, I like, you I used to just go to, yeah, I used to go to the coffee shop, grab my coffee. I wouldn't get any food. I probably wouldn't eat breakfast, you know? And now I'm like, I'm doing all of that. So it's funny how it's like, I actually understand now why that's valuable. And so I'm just, uh -huh. Hopefully, hopefully trying to take notes of like what I'm succeeding with now and how can I apply it to my life, you know, in the future. Yeah. And hopefully you could keep some of those gems after life goes back to normal. I know, man, you know, and it's like, it's funny how it's also made me really think some of the part of my life where I am such a homebody, like I don't go out at all. And now I'm like, mm -hmm. hmm, maybe I should value uh, human interaction and, uh, you know, getting outside <laughs> and breathing fresh air. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you find it um, a challenge initially to like stay productive and inspired while you're working from home? I think it was like probably the first few days where I don't know that I immediately was like registering like how I needed to be because at the end of the day, I'm a leader in my company and it's like, it's easy when you're ready in the groove of things. You're in an office, people can come and talk to you all the time, but like yep. we had to start setting up calls. We had to have multi-day check-ins. I had to, you know, have these guys have like, you know, letting me know what they're doing every morning. Like we have a 9 a.m. design call every day and we're, you know, constantly checking in throughout it. And so mm -hmm. I think it just, it's just changing the way we communicate as, you know, as coworkers. And I think in a, in a sense, it's actually bettered us and made us stronger. So how are you guys, how are you guys communicating? Like, what are you using? It's all Slack. Luckily we were on Slack before this. So we've just been going heavy on that. I think it helps to just kind of like quell the, the classic group chat, iMessage nightmares of life. And then, you know, outside of that, just tons of Google Hangouts. I mean, uh, we were going to do Zoom and then I guess uh, we, we found out that Zoom uh, is not to be trusted. So I guess we're, we're yeah. sticking with Google Hangout. 
But uh, but at the same time, who knows? I'm sure Google's not to be trusted. At the end of the day, you know, it's just uh, our, all of our internet sucks right now. It's so funny how much we're all spending time just being like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And so yeah. I, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I think those kind of things are just such a nightmare. And a lot of times, like we've had calls where we're just like, all right, guys, just send an email. We'll we'll talk about it. And it's just right. you know, but. I'm yeah. I'm just grateful to be in the position we are, and you know, happy that we're not a company that's relying on you know old means of business. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are weathering the storm pretty well. Other other than that, though, like, have you sort of discovered any hard truths about like people or humanity in general that have revealed themselves to you through this pandemic? Well, you know what? I think it's like anything. Like even our young employees, who you know, they mean the best. But sometimes we gotta like really help them to get on track and even push them to have a daily routine. You know, and I mm-hmm. think even as you look at like what's a necessity of life, like what are items that we're selling to our consumers that are actually a need. You know, and it it really makes us take a step back from just a you know in the weeds perspective to actually looking at it from a top view and being like, how can we just be better of a company all around, and how can we just you know, actually better serve our community and be smarter. So I think it's been a, a big learning kind of perspective there. But, yeah, you know, it is true to what you said that we do feel like, you know, we are one of the brands well equipped to weather this thing. And, you know, we had one of our best months last month online. And, you know, with that said, sure, wholesale is, is, is hurting. But this is the time now more than ever for every single one of the brands like our size to think about how can we invest more in ourselves and, you know, more directly communicate with our consumer. That's amazing. You had one of your best months last month. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a crazy one, you know, but it's it's a tribute to us staying active, staying smart and, you know, keeping our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the in the community. Yeah. So, now that you've moved to all sort of like Slack digital kind of meetups, do you think one day in the future like we actually don't need in-person meetups? You don't even maybe need an office anymore or do you think there's still some importance to seeing people face to face? I still feel like you get the, there's a difference between, you know, sitting on the phone with someone, you know, you could be wearing no pants on a Zoom chat. Like, it, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a difference. You know, I think there's like, even when you negotiate with someone, there's like a, a true difference of being in the room with someone rather than like, you know, sitting behind a computer. It's just kind yeah. of like the internet bully mentality. So I, I try to think about it in that we just need to take notes about how we can be more efficient as workers and in humans and even just communicators in life and, you know, try to apply that to both our business and personal lives. Yeah. What have you noticed on a personal level? Like just if you go out to the market, if you go to like get groceries, like what have you noticed about people outside? Are they generally? Oh God. <laughs> what, what? Tell me. Man, what do you see? I mean, uh, shit. Like I was at the supermarket the other day and like, like this guy's cart was in the way of this other guy. And all of a sudden, like they start getting into a shouting match and they're like, get the fuck away from me. Like six feet, six feet. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, I think it's just going to affect like even the, you know, not that I care, but like the Coachellas of the world or like the, you mm-hmm. know, these festivals Complex and cons. these yeah. Complex cons. And I mean, even like a, you know, trade show and any of these things, like we're going to all now reconsider how we live our lives on a day-to-day basis or how we, you know, kind of, I don't know, surround ourselves with other people. Like, yeah, it's not going to be another think, year, at least till we get a vaccine. So it's like, we're all going to be afraid. But do you think after we come out of this, like after the curve is flattened, we get to go outside, you think we're still going to be very hesitant to be in large groups and physical contact? Well, because I think people are still going to be afraid to get it, you know, and then like the stigma of being a person who has it, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, you're almost going to probably have to still quarantine yourself if you get it later, because there's still going to be no cure 
for anyone who has it for another year. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's like kind of part of the things that we all forget about sometimes. It's like, you know, I I was listening to, you know, this like the daily uh, podcast from New York Times and like this doctor was talking about how it could die in the summer and come back in the fall with a, you know, vengeance because, you know, viruses really fall out with heat and then come back. But I'm no scientist, so I'm not going to speculate, but it's, it's a scary one to think about. So, right, right. Yeah. I, I hope we go the, the way of the Japanese and just like bow and not shake hands, you know? Yeah. Or I saw, I saw uh, David Chang posted on his uh, Instagram story that he was doing uh, foot high fives and that everyone was yeah. foot high fiving. So uh, I, might, I might have to resort to that next. Yeah. Are you guys doing anything to like um, support any sort of community or nonprofits or are you just, you know, admiring any of them from afar maybe? So we've already done, uh, we did a shirt actually with uh, Chip Hernandez. We did a shirt that was like a fun wash your hands flip and, uh, you know, did us some donations there and we're donating a bunch of money to Feeding America. Uh, we're finding different ways just to kind of make sure that kids have food across America, have access to, uh, to things like that and just trying to do our part, man. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we are a business. We do need to, you know, keep our employees employed and find ways to pay payroll and, uh, you know, keep this thing, keep the lights on. But in reality, I think for us, it's like, you know, we're working on programs right now. Like we're in talks with a former NCAA player who's going to potentially go to the NBA. But, you know, his mom was like, we can't just go and sell masks, you know, like look at Kim Kardashian getting, you know, torn down for trying to sell something to raise money or even Pharrell calling the action consumers to donate. It's like mm-hmm. we need to be doing stuff that is actually contributing to a cause. And especially when we're doing partnerships with larger entities, we need to make sure there is a very clear, you know, donation process and things like yeah. that, because things can look predatory. We don't want to be one of those guys like the guy in Brooklyn who was hoarding, you know, 70,000 and N95 masks. And I think, I think for us, it's like, let's be part of the positive side of this thing. Let's not just, you know, be savage just to survive. Right. So. It's tough as an entrepreneur though, because you know, you, you have to, like you said, you got to keep the business going and, and mainly you want to keep the business going so that your team has work to do and you can still keep your family going, you know? Um, but you don't want to be predatory, but you also want your teams to be safe. So you don't want them like, you know, endangering themselves. It's like a really fine line to walk. Yeah. And we want to just make sure that they also take it seriously as well, because I know some people, you know, look at it as like a joke, look at it as like, oh, celebrities getting paid to to do this. And, you know, whether or not that's true, I don't want to, you know, take a chance of some kid thinking it's a joke to get one of my employees sick, you know? And I think that's the the scariest thing to me is just making sure that everyone else around me takes it seriously, that our employees understand how, you know, real this is and that one of them gets sick. We do need to shut the business down. We do need to, you know, to like probably shut the warehouse down, sanitize the whole thing and go crazy, you know? So I don't ever want to get to that place and, you know, we're going to do everything we can to keep our guys safe. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, yeah, man. Do you have any last words of advice for any of us? (sighs) Stay home, be creative. You know, if you want to go watch TV and do nothing, go do that. If you want to go be inspired, go do that. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I'm just, I, I hope people come out of this with a little bit more of a conscious understanding of the world. And I hope that people who, try to carry xenophobia through, you know, through this thing, understand that this is a global problem. This is not a China problem or anywhere else. And I think it's, it's sad to watch what's happening in the world. And I think, you know, I saw a tweet about how we had just come so close to progress in this world with Parasite winning a fucking, you know, award and all this shit happening and, you know, things getting more progressive and then this shit happens again, you know, and I just hope that people (laughs) understand it's, it's, you know, 
we're all fucking human at the end of the day. We all, you know, shit the same shit. We all piss the same piss. We're not different. That's probably a bad analogy for all this, but at the end of the day, oh, uh, it ties perfectly into the Toto Neo Rest sponsorship. Exactly. So shout out to Toto. <laughs> you can find me at Mike Terman at Chinatown Market. I'm trying to get down with you. Uh, so give me a call. Shout out to Jeff Staple. We can do a dual partnership. Uh, yep. Yes. So shout out to Toto. A three-way bidet. Yes. That might be weird, but it's okay. <laughs> It'll be a great, right, fruitful partnership. Jeff, <laughs> thank you again for the time, man. You know, uh, yeah. shout out to all you guys. Everyone stay safe and uh, yep. do do loot do. Thank you, man. Take it easy. Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening to this special stay at home series of the Business of Hype. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to all the other episodes that we have on hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It still helps us tremendously to leave a rating, leave a comment, and share the show with others. I greatly appreciate it. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jeff Staple. This special stay-at-home series of The Business of Hype was directed by me and produced alongside Christina Hong. Social distancing was practiced during the making of these episodes, and I urge everyone Stay at home, distance yourself from others, wash your hands, cough and sneeze in your elbow, and don't touch your face. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inspired, and we will get through this. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Beast Radio.